Well, good morning, New Spring. Uh, we're in the middle of a lot of trips right now. I was in Mexico for a week, and then as soon as I got back from that, uh, Mary Alice and I went to Colorado. I have a ministry trip here. Uh, and then we've actually had a couple of days off. And then by the time you watch this, God willing, we'll be in Texas. Mary Alice hasn't had a chance to see her family in quite some time, so we're really looking forward to that. But today uh, we're taping in Gunnison, Colorado. And Mary Alice, I know this morning you were opening the scriptures and we saw some really interesting things in the book of Acts that I feel like would be something to talk about today on Noah's window. Well, I'm so um, taken, I guess, maybe because we just really spent some time in Acts in the book, my book class. So yeah. I love the story where we are with Paul and he is uh, he's finished his last missionary journey. Now he's actually on his way. He's a prisoner and he's on his way to Rome as a prisoner. And uh, at the particular part we were reading this morning, he'd actually been in a shipwreck. Right. And so in the shipwreck, um, God is still working. In all of these bad circumstances, God is still working. Well, isn't that the story of the Christian life? Because, you know, there, I think there are many people have the idea, well, if I come to faith in Christ, then God's just going to work out all my problems. Well, he doesn't work out our problems. He works in our problems. Oh, I love that. He works in our problems. Yeah. And he does. So um, that that was a big thing. But, but with Paul, they, they survived this shipwreck. Right. And they get onto this island and... Um, course the people you know aren't expecting them they're They're strangers yeah they're strangers and so when they uh, come onto the island they're building this fire when they're building this fire the snake comes out and he bites paul and so when the snake bites paul they jump to a conclusion and what they say and this is in acts chapter 28 so i hope you'll grab your bible and go read the whole account but they say oh he must be a murderer they say he's a murderer no doubt because the snake they jump to conclusions exactly and and doesn't that happen in our world? Well, I think one of the most toxic statements that people buy into today is that perception is reality. Mm-hmm. Perception is not reality. Perception is perception. Reality is reality. And, and, and perception is reality only in the media age. Mm-hmm. You know, with television, in our, uh, in our news feed, you know, news media feed, which is like instant. Uh, stories get told before there's an opportunity for people to understand the facts and the whole story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last Friday we were talking about always hearing both sides. Yeah. But this is kind of like a whole group of people who jump to the conclusion almost immediately. And then if you read the story, it's a really interesting story. It is. Because God miraculously heals him from the snake bite. Right. And then because he's healed from the snake bite, they jump to another conclusion. They do. And, and this is so typical of our, of our era, even though this goes back to the first century. You know, when something bad happened, then they assumed, oh, you must have done something really bad. You must be an evil person. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when, when Paul shakes the snake off and he's not harmed by it, then they, they know that's a miracle because people die if they get bit by vipers, which this probably was, from what we can tell from the text. Mm-hmm. And so because something good happened, they assume that he's a god. And, so then they want to worship him. Yeah, and I just think this is so typical of our era today. Yeah. You know, last week we, we quoted from the book of James where the Bible says that we need to be quick to hear and uh, quick to listen and slow to speak and then, of course, slow to act. And I just think it's a great advice, a great example for us today. You can imagine how difficult that was for Paul. I mean, it was bad enough when they believed he had to be a criminal or else he wouldn't have gotten bitten by a snake. You're not but, any criminal, a murderer. Yeah, a murderer. but Paul's there to give them the gospel and now they want to believe he's God. Because, you, you, you know, and, and he just has to convince them that the truth is the truth. And it's so, here's the thing. Even, we could talk about how this gets played out in the secular world, in the culture. And that's what this was. This was a secular situation. But what's really 
um, hard for me to realize, and this happens all the time, within the Christian community, people, are they tend to do this. Not only did they jump to a conclusion, they got real specific. You know, he, he has to be a murderer. I mean, they were, they were filling all the details. <laughs> Went all the way from murderer to God, you know. Yeah, and so, you know, I think, I think as Christians, there's two things I hope that we can look at today. One is to be careful to jump to conclusions with other people. But the other thing, I'm, I can't tell you how many people have come to me and said, what did I do? Why is God angry with me that this happened to me? And I love what you said about God working in the problems and not necessarily always working out the problems at the time. So it, it's seeing God at work in the problems and not feeling the condemnation because we have difficulties. Well, look at the stories of the Bible. I mean, God working in a fire furnace, God working mm-hmm. in a lion's den, God working in a storm. I mean, it's just over and over we see that God works in our problems. I, I would just add one more thing, too. To me, I, we live in a culture today where truth is way down the list of important things. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, people today talk about their feelings. They talk about their perceptions. Uh, this is what it felt like to me. That's just the that's just the nature of a very warped world because top of our list should be truth. Because even with, without truth, you don't have the gospel. Without truth, you don't have the Bible. Without truth, we don't have... The, the knowledge of creation. So truth should be top of our list. And for all of us who are God followers, we really do need to push back against this culture, uh, this idea that, well, this is my truth, or this is how I feel, this is how I perceived it. All of that is bunk. What matters is what is the truth? And and you really see that in the text here. It's so important. You are so right. Because the truth, for one thing, Jesus defined himself. One of the ways he defined himself was truth. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the lie. Yeah. And, and truth is what is real. Well, and Satan is the father of lies. Absolutely. And, and half a truth is a lie. Mm-hmm. Half a truth is a whole lie. Right. Well, that's great. Well, Mary Alice, pray for us today because we live in an age where lies come at us from every side. Absolutely. And we also, deal, we also deal with a lot of people today that are not groomed. Uh, they, well, groomed is the wrong word there, but they haven't been trained to tell the truth. And so... We're going to try to navigate that as God followers. That's why the Holy Spirit is so important because He helps us understand and know the truth. Would you pray for us today? Absolutely. Oh, Father, we're so thankful that you are truth and that we can rely on you and that we can have solid footing, that we won't jump to the wrong conclusions if we look to you and if we listen to you and if we follow you. And I pray that for each and every one of us, each and every one that's watching or listening to Noah's Window today, I pray that that you would guide them. And we know that as you guide us, you will be guiding us in truth. And I pray for each and every one who's in a difficult situation, um, maybe something scary, maybe something that's threatening, uh, as Paul was, Father. I just pray that you would work in our problems, as Mark said, and that you would show yourself strong and powerful in the middle of these difficulties. And we'll give you all the glory and the praise and the honor. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. I'm from a picnic table in Gunnison, Colorado. I hope you have a wonderful day. Mary Allison, I'll be back tomorrow. God bless. God bless. See you soon.